podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fracker. I am your host, Mahad, and today I've been joined by Richard. How are we doing, Richard? Not too bad, bro. Not too bad. Had a pretty good weekend and whatnot. You know, not sports-wise, but yeah, you know, got a little, little bit turned up and whatnot, as you do. So, yeah, got a blow off steam. You know, you know how it is. You know how it is. Yeah, um, good to have you in. Good to have you in. Uh, Marks, how are we doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Fresh from frying plant in. I'm good. <laughs> man's always cooking something it's either fried chicken or fried plotted um, but we love it we love it that you're here bro um, and Kunle all the way from Canada how we doing brother I'm good man I got cooked all weekend but you know I'm good oh, yeah we're gonna get into that store um, certain agendas might have to die but um, today we'll be reviewing the Belgian Grand Prix or the race that didn't happen basically and um, firstly, we're going to talk about actual cars on the track. So um, firstly, qualifying on Saturday in not so good conditions. Um, we saw Max Verstappen take pole, uh, a surprising Russell take second place and um, Lewis Hamilton come third. Um, usual suspects getting knocked out in Q1 and Q2. So we had Mazepin, Raikkonen, Schumacher, Yuki, it hurts me, and Giovinazzi. Then we had Stroll, Alonso, Sainz, Leclerc and Latifi out in Q2. And um, we'll start on Q3. And we had a big, big, big accident. During the qualifying, the rain started to pour heavy and it started, the conditions got really bad at the start of Q3. A lot of the drivers were saying, um, I don't know if we should be doing this. Should we Should we wait a little bit later, wait, wait out? But alas, you know how the FIA is. They got out there. And we saw um, Lando Norris crash um, coming out of Rouge, and um, it looked like a really big accident. Thankfully, he was okay, and uh, he got out of the car. Seb pulled up, classy man, check if he was okay and everything. Um, do you think I'm going to come to you, Richard? First, do you think them conditions were safe to qualify? Do you think they should have weighed it out, or do you think it was just a mistake by Norris on that corner? Yeah, definitely not. It was way too wet for the qualifying to do Q3, to be honest with you. Because um, I heard before on, I think it was on the radio, Seb was saying that uh, it, should, uh, it should be red flag qualifying. That like he said, like, just moments before Norris crashed. And about a minute before Norris also crashed, he said, you know, he's coming about aquaplaning and stuff like that. So the right was kind of on the wall anyway, especially, with, you know, going through over regions of Radion. You know, it's one of the most dangerous, like, double corners that is on the um, calendar, really. So, especially with that, how wet it was as well. Um, yeah, it was just almost like gross negligence from the um, from the race directors and whatnot, really. Um, it shouldn't take for an accident like that to happen in order to then react, really. Um, it kind of would have been interesting if Norris didn't crash, depending on how, what the Michael Massey and uh, Stewart's mindset would have been for today, whether they actually would have waited, you know, Three, three and a half hours to force, you know, this this two lap race, if you will, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, as I said, Massey ain't it. He deserves to get cooked, really. Not for Sunday, but more or less for Saturday, if anything, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I did see people say it was a bit of a Norris mistake, but like, you know, obviously they're going to go flat, flat out through there. They're not really going to lift, are they? But yeah, I think it's more on Michael Massey than Monday, more than. Norris, I feel, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I don't think the driver safety was put into into play regarding that because if we look at how a Q1 and Q2 were, it was let much less water on, on the track. So it's understandable why they were going ahead. But when it started chucking it down at Q3, beginning of Q3, it did not look safe. I know um, Norris had to kind of overcompensate on the corner, um, but that's because... He had no grip. He was aquaplaning. If you act, if drivers drivers are saying they're aquaplaning, red flag the session because, especially a track like Spa, you're gonna you're gonna get into a serious serious accident. We saw what happened um, with the W series as well. Um, that pile up on Friday, 
And um, I think there was an accident in F3, one of the early sessions in F3 as well. This is not the kind of track where you should be playing games and Michael Massey just gambling and trying to fulfill um, contracts um, with the with the track directors. It, it doesn't really make any sense. Um, hopefully we just don't see that again and maybe they take the safety more into consideration because everybody loves a wet race, but that sometimes it's just too wet. And we'll get onto that about tomorrow um, on Saturday on Sunday's race as well. Um, Marts, I'm going to come to you on this. Do you think with Russell getting P2? Because I know there's two gentlemen here, um, Kunle and Mars. I've backed up. I'm no longer have an agenda against um, Russell. Yeah. Do you think Russell getting P2? in a shit box of a Williams is enough for you to give this man ratings though? Um, the, I mean, the ratings gone up a little bit. Yeah. Why not? I mean, but no, I know I can't even cap. It was a great lap. It was a great lap. And to do it in those conditions. <laughs> <laughs> and then, listen, that agenda died quickly. I tried. But hey, that's two out of three so far. I'm just waiting on you. I, know I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying he deserves a seat. I'm just saying it was a great lap. I can't deny that. It was a great lap. Um, but we know he's good for one lap pace. But even to do it in those conditions and to be doing it like at one point he was five seconds faster than whoever did their lap. And to get out of Williams, that's well done to him, man. Well done to him. Um, that's, I suppose, a step in the right direction towards... Uh, Getting towards that to that made Mercedes. If he keeps it up, I say for the next four or five races, and he can actual actually get some something out of the cars, and on actual race day, and not like a Fugazi race day that we just had, then yeah, he should he should be well. He should he should he should get a seat. But as I said, like just because he's had a good two weeks does not like negate what's happened in the past couple months where he just yeah he gets into q3 but he just backslides throughout the whole grid and you can say as much as you want about the car but you can put you could do a lot more with your car to get the best out of it which i don't feel he does on race days yeah but you can only deal with what you're given right see for if we look at what he's done in the williams and in terms of qualifying qualifying just indicates okay what you can do on a one lap pace obviously it doesn't indicate what you could do on a race. And we're not sure this Williams is good in, at race pace. Mm. So what can he do? If he, if the race happened and he just started getting overtaken by everybody, is that really his fault? If the car's not that no, good? Like, obviously, if he, if he uh, got P2 and then everyone's overtaking him, I wouldn't be surprised because that's like, you're, that's a, at least two tiers of cars ahead of you. You've got the Red Bull and the Mercedes. Obviously, I expect them to pass him probably the opening two laps. And then you've got maybe the Ferraris and McLarens as well that will get past him uh, as the next tier of cars. But I think even in a Williams, put up a fight for against the midfield battles. You know what I mean? So even if, yeah, the machinery is not the best, and he's still put up a fight. If you, he'll be able, he might be able to still hold on for a point or something. But what, I what I what I see from George is that he just backslides and he ends up going back six positions rather than actual fighting it out with the midfield guys. He can take on a, um, Aston Martin. Aston Martin is not that great, but he can take it on. But the, but but the Williams is not better than Aston Martin. It's this, not this, better. Is, this is the listen, question. Listen, Burnley aren't Burnley aren't always the best team on the pitch, are they? But sometimes they get a result, and that's what he needs to do. What he's doing is bloody Leicester winning the league. That's what he's doing. He's doing a madness no, he's right not, now. He's not Williams. doing that. You can say he's Leicester just... winning the FA Cup, but that, that's because he does okay. it on a Saturday. That's it. Listen, he listen. doesn't do it on other days. I'm telling you, as I said... He doesn't have the machinery he, to do it on other days. Listen, today was ex was an exceptional lap to do in the wet conditions. I'll give him that. That's one point for him. I'll give him the the points that he got in, um, in that 11-car race the other day. Uh, with, uh, was it, at uh, Hungary. Yeah, all right. He, and he managed to get some points. Well done. You salvaged some points there. That's good. Keep on doing those things. But I want to see it where in like a, in a race where there isn't so many caveats. We, we just so many caveats with this guy. I don't, I don't think... I, okay, okay. We, when we talk about 
Okay, it's for the listeners and for the viewers. This man, I'm, I'm going to say this quite clearly, put a Williams on P2 in absolutely horrendous, horrendous conditions. conditions. Yeah. Horrendous conditions. And he beat two Mercs and he beat a Red Bull in a bloody Williams. Yeah? This, this is nothing to be scoffed at. I don't think we've seen a quality lap like this in years in terms of not having the top, top machinery and putting in a crazy lap like that in terms of... You could also say that the other cars made the lap drive for him as well, you know, because they all went out when it was like really, really wet. He was the last, when he like the last or second to last to finish the line. Look at that. No, no, no. Trying out a bit. So I'm just, I'm just saying that out there. He went, he went before, he went... As much water as say, per se, Lewis did or Valtteri or any of the other guys had to. He just went and he done his thing. And listen, as I said, great lap, brilliant lap. We we will ne- we'll probably never see something like this for like another 10 years. But it, it's just like, he, it's always caveats with George. There's always caveats into why he's achieving these things, I, feel, I believe. Okay, okay. Talking about like caveats and stuff like that. Talking about caveats. I'm going to come to you, Conley. Since you are the CEO of the Bottas fan club, and you are prime number one hater of Russell to the point where you do not even spell his name correctly. Is it two S's or two L's? I don't know. The way you it's spell it, it's two L's. We don't know what's going on when you spell it. I don't know. I don't give a shit about the man's name. <laughs> Is it time? Is the, was yes was qualifying the final nail in the coffin for Bias? Is his Mercedes chances gone for next season? No. Why? It was one session. It was one session that great either. Did did they know his extra tires in Q2? Bro, 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 bro. Did bro, they bro. use extra wait, did they use extra tires in Q2 or not? Yeah, yes, they did. That's that's up to that's and, Mercedes' fault. That's Mercedes' so, fault. Because they so, thought it was gonna dry out and it didn't dry out. Okay, okay, so so so, so okay, wait, hold on, hold on. So Perez got Perez got a sit for next year. Where did Perez yeah. finish in qualifying? Uh, he finished seventh. So game. should Judge Russell get Perez's sit instead? If that was a if that was an option and availability, uh, I, I might push for that because Russell. Okay. So um, last night when I um, I mean it was a good lap. Mm, I'm not. I'm Your boy, the bot has finished yeah. eighth. Let's 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 refocus. Yeah, yeah, he finished, finished eighth. Right he finished eighth. He was two right. seconds off Lewis. Lewis was only like milliseconds off George. And so but, it's um, really Perez, that bad. Perez was about two point three off Checo, no? I mean, off um, um, Max, no? Because he's got he's got he's got parts from Halfords. He ain't even got proper car parts. <laughs> no, 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 no. But then why are we? What, so the thing is, yeah. Everyone says, "Oh, yeah, the Williams not the best." He did. How do we fucking know? What if George Russell is underperforming in the Williams? Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm this saying, is crazy hey, 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 hey! We saw what Williams is about. We see how to survive. We see the background. That was that was last year. That was last year. Okay, so you might have it because yeah, Latifi was in Q2. Latifi yeah. did Latifi gets into Q Latifi got into Q2 two yesterday, right? Yeah. I mean and he got points yesterday. And he got I mean fucking that's but yeah, let's not forget like Hawkenberg did a brazy Brazil 2012 qualifier. 2010, 2010. Was that, it that was the last time there was a brazy lap. And that Williams yeah. is better than this Williams. Uh, uh, I don't know. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Tick-tock, tick-tock, You know that tick-tock? That's the time running out to have this Russell agenda. Uh, no, that's the uh, time knows. running out. That's the time running out for Russell to get a Mercedes sit. Uh, because from, from what the streets are saying, it's like VB might get a young extra year. I mean... I can't lie. I, I, the streets said something else today, boy. I mean, let's see. This trade to get say, uh, talk, 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 see, uh, um, Alfa Romeo. Okay, in, so in, the man's gone. So, so let's gone. let's okay. Now let's let's keep it a buck. That was a very very good lap. You know, that's it's. I would say, you know, if you if you look at Hall of Fame qualifying laps, that would go in there. Recency bias aside, you know, you put that lap against any of the great laps in the past. Considering the machinery and the situation, that was a great lap. But are we? I don't know. It's Saturday. We say 
ideally, the points don't come on Saturday unless it's fucking Michael Massey in charge on a rainy Sunday. There may be come points comes on Saturday, but let's let's not let's stop doing this. Let's stop. Right. Let's stop doing this. Give the man a flap. Give his man. Give I'm the man his They call him Mr. Saturday, right? Mr. Sa- Mr. Saturday went out there and he said, if I can't join them, I'll beat him. Yeah, I mean, and and I, I, respect, I respect the shamelessness, you know. I know Chris, Chris, Chris is somewhere. You know what's mad, yeah? I wasn't even watching qualifying. I was helping my boy move and my phone is hotting up like, come outside, come outside. Like, what's going on? Because you needed to come outside. I was inside. I was minding my business inside. You know, it was a busy well, day. Came out. <laughs> came and outside. Then, and then I stepped, I stepped out for a bit and I see someone's done a brazy mad one. And, you know, big ups to him. Congratulations, you know, to the whole Williams team. They've come a long way from, you know, they're getting better. Let's not, let's not act like they're not getting better. Yeah, they're definitely getting better. You know, they're, they're not, not the worst. They're not the worst car on the grid anymore. I'll say they're the eighth worst. They're like, I think they're, know, better, they're better than Alpha. There's two cars behind them right now. And they put in they put in the work, you know, and they're getting money. Shout out Latifi's money. You know, they're getting money. And then next year they're gonna get <laughs> next next year then yeah, you know, next year they're gonna get, you know, better investment. So let, let George Russell hold one more year there. Development, you know, build character. I no think rush. Okay, because of Russell though as well. I would say that like what Russell does on Saturday does help Williams get the good money as well. Because at least you know. The Williams will be seen at least on a Saturday, if not on the Sunday. He's look, he's making Williams relevant, yeah. I'm yeah, you know what? Agenda, 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 agenda aside, it, it was it was a very good it was a good weekend for him. And you know, if he gets if he gets P two, yeah, if he gets the Mercedes, if he gets the Mercedes sit, yeah. I just the thing is, he'll probably get the Mercedes sit, but I just don't want any excuses next year. When he's okay, you know, I've said this before, he's gonna be eating the P7s, the P8s. Whoa, he's gonna he's not if he's not doing that in the Williams right now, in terms of qualifying, I'm not not qualifying, I'm saying race, like because he's not showing me anything in the race that says, okay, I'm consistently gonna do this. But let me go to someone, let me go to let me go to let me speak to someone that doesn't have an agenda against Russell Richard. What, What is your thoughts on Russell's weekend? And how you um, and the fact that Bottas is going, he's going to take Bottas's job. Do you think he's going to take his job? Uh, well, I thought he had a great weekend to be honest with you, because he pretty much cooked everyone apart from Max really in the a fastest car. Like, what more do you want from him? Like, he got provisional pole. There's only Max at the death that took it away from him. Like, I don't know what more you want from Russell in that regards. Like, as I said, as I Conley said, that's one of the Hall of Fame qualifying uh, performances like on a wet monsoon spot like you know it was there's a reason why people are going crazy on Twitter you know Williams dad members going crazy on Twitter like there's a reason why okay you would have got dunked on in the race because race pace that Williams ain't it but you know if you got like a cheeky P6 P7 or whatever if you did got a race that's a great weekend all, all around but yeah I think I think eventually he will take um, Bottas' seat for next season Especially with performances like that, like Bottas, what he qualified eighth, then obviously he had the fast and grip, grip, grip penalty, which knocked him out to 13th. You know, even when Bottas is like fighting for his life for that seat, that's not a good look. When someone who you know is uh, getting gassed up to the Himalayas and whatever, especially by the British press and whatnot, um, for then he's to finish P2 and then you're stuck in P8, it's not a good look. So yeah, I think George. I think George is a deadly talented driver. To be honest with you, um, obviously Martin Conley can have their agendas all they like. That's fine. No, even some people saying that he's, he's even going to get the Van Dorn treatments. I don't think he's that bad at all. He definitely won't get the Van Dorn treatments. I think he'll give Lewis a good go. I don't think he'll beat him over the season, but I think he'll give him a good go, a, a respectable go. But all this, you know, he's going to get whitewashed like you know Gasly and Snowden and all that shit. I don't see that happening. Like, I don't see how you can perform put performances in like you do in a Williams. To then next season, okay, bear in mind there's going to be new regulations, then get washed by by Lewis. Like, I don't see that happening. Then that means he's not the guy, then. Then that means he's been running around tricking us for the last like three, four years, whatever. But I said, we'll have to wait and see next season if he does get to see, unless Toto wants stability. But we'll have to wait and see. I think 
kind of Toto's kind of already let it slip that maybe he's already made up his mind. So maybe the drivers already know. Maybe that's the reason why Bottas's performance weren't that good because he already knows that he's lost that seat. Who knows? Um, but like you just said, Bottas can't be putting in P8 performances when you've got a five-grid penalty when you're supposed to be one of the top qualifiers in the grid in a top car. This is this ain't it. And you already know how bad he is in, in wet races. And then you're seeing on the other side, Toto's sitting there watching Williams go P2 and he can have that right in front of him and have that opportunity right there. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a choice that Toto and Mercedes have got to make. Obviously, Lewis is going to have a big say in it as well. Um, I, I don't think Lewis is bothered who's, who's his teammate. Um, he probably wants somebody that's um, um, somebody that will play, play ball, maybe. He, at the end of the day, he's number one driver. He gets the choice. That, he's earned that right. So think, yeah, because I've been to... I've been seeing on um, on Twitter as well, people been saying that oh Lewis is running away from the ground, he doesn't want Russell as a teammate because he's shook of him. I'm trying to think like what indication has Lewis given that he's been shook of any teammates? Like he came to the game as Alonso's teammates and he matched them on points. Like how much more of a harder test you want as a rookie? Do you know what I mean? So I've seen a lot of that on Twitter, it's quite nasty to be honest, saying oh Lewis is shook, you know, look how good Russell is and the Instagram post that Lewis done as well in blasting the FIA, people try to twist that to say, "Oh, Lewis is only saying that because he's unhappy that he got um, got feared." I'm trying to think like, what is it? He's saying the fans should get a refund and whatnot, or stuff like that. So, I see a lot of nasty agendas going on, and yeah, it's just yeah. We're gonna we're gonna see a lot of people that are probably gonna bandwagon on Russell just as an agenda against Lewis to say I'm not trying to say, oh, look, Lewis ain't that good. Look look what Russell's is doing and so on and so on. But when is Lewis is Lewis is going to... He's fisted up most of his teammates. I do want to make this one thing clear, yeah? Go on, Mark. My agenda. My agenda isn't that Bottas should have the seat over Russell. My agenda is just that I don't think Russell is ready for that Merck seat. That's all I'm saying. I don't... I, I know... I feel there's other drivers out there that more capable of that Merck seat or they're not actually available at the moment no more which is fine which is all good who is this individual huh or people who are these people that you're talking about my boy Lando Lando Lando's at McLaren he's got a death row contract he ain't going anywhere brother my boy Lando or we can or we can get someone else we can get someone else from a top going the top one you just don't anyone but Russell this is this this is the energy right now listen hey listen I'll bring back Alonso in the Mercedes seat man <laughs> that is that's outrageous. What I, what I want to say is what I want to say is is what as a fan of the sport we want the best drivers of the best of course, teams. Of course you do, yeah. We don't want mediocre drivers in top seats. Bottas he's had his time. I know yeah. there was a lot of defending over the past week or so because there was a lot of chat about the contract and who's going to get it on the run up, and there was a lot of defenders of Bottas. I don't know how you can hold the position of defending Bottas in terms of. He's had it hard oh, this he's season. Time. He's had he, it hard he, this he, season. We, we we spoke about this in group and we said it. He's had it hard this season. He's, there's a, there's been a lot of times where like Mercedes has actually messed it up for him rather than the other way around. I mean, this weekend, all right, that was an absolute like nonsense what he was doing. Um, he should have he should have played better. He should have um sorry drove better. Like as a, as I said, we when I when we were initially talking about it, where everyone said that Bottas needed pole. To, for the because he had the five grid place penalty, if he wanted to be part of the race and actually help Mercedes get any points, and if you're not able to get a pole, all, you, all you're ask, all asking is for one quick lap. That's it, one quick lap. And I know it's not the easiest thing all the time, but he should have done a lot better there. But apart from that, I think like this season hasn't all been on Bottas. I think he's been quite hard done by now. These three races and. And it and it does it does it does that affect it affects him. He's a confidence driver. He's a confidence driver. When his confidence is low, he just does this. And yeah, hey, get him out of here. He's a bum. I, I, I ain't trying to hear it. I'm not gonna lie. He's a bum. I'm I'm on the bandwagon now. Russell, get the seat. I know. I know you're trying to you're trying to bait me. You're trying to bait me. I see you. are trying to bait me. I see what you're doing. Hey, your your stocks are finished. No, 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 no. It's an all-time... Then Bottas stocks eat. Listen, the he's thing, got an Alfa Romeo seat and he's just going to be chilling and he's just going to be fisting up Joe Ranazzi for the next two years. 
This is this is the future. What is you have to always bring Gio into this, bro? No, Gio's not. Gio's doing nothing. Why you don't bring Gio into this, bro? Just because of the Italian Gio will then. Gio will Russell. You know, you know what? Yeah, you know the thing with Russell is that yeah, Gio. We're gonna move on. We're gonna lose credibility here. Um, we're gonna move on to the race that wasn't a race. So, on Sunday, pouring it down, monsoon type of rain, uh, landed on um, Spa in Belgium. The fans, I don't know how they did it, they were absolutely drenched in rain for hours on end. It didn't look like the race was going to happen just just because of the weather from the beginning, from when they were going to the grid. And um, we already saw um, Mr. Checo, Mr. Sergio Perez, been in it immediately while getting to the grid. And it looked like absolutely awful conditions. And we saw probably one of the most strangest couple of hours in a, a Formula One race where it, where we could see FIA and Michael Massey didn't want to um, delay the race or cancel the race. And um, every five seconds we were waiting and they were telling us, oh, there's a five second, five minute delay, 10 minute delay, five minute delay, 10 minute delay. And me as a, me as a, a fan at home thinking, what, what the hell's going on? I don't really understand what's happening. There was not really much clarity about what's happening. The teams didn't really know what was going on. They went out finally out of, on a safety car um, start and they went round twice and then they red flagged the session and they went back inside. We could see that there was no visibility for the drivers. Um, Max, the psychopath, basically said, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, because he's first place. There's no car spray and water in his face. Um, but everybody else couldn't see anything in front of him. Just, just for that, yeah, just before we go into that. Yeah, Max is an idiot. How can you say that? He's having to drive... Oh, he's trying. He's moving out of the line of the safety car. So we, anytime we saw him, it wasn't in the, behind the safety car. He was always actually like ne almost next to it. One time he almost overtook it. How can you go and then say, "Yeah, it's fine"? You're going to safety he's... car spraying all this water back in front of you, and you're telling me it's fine, guys. It, it, the brother, the brother is starving. Yeah, he, that's guaranteed win if they do the that's race. Your boy, you nobody know. spraying water in his face. He's that's gone. your boy. You remember that? That's your boy. Uh, listen, 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 listen. Generational talent. Um. I'm going to come to uh, Richard on this. Considering what the conditions were uh, on that, uh, when they were parking up on the grid and all the engineers was on the grid, why didn't they cancel the race? What do you mean when he went around the first time? When, when they went around the, the first thing. time, when Perez crashed and then they all went onto the grid to um, line themselves up to where the engineers was, basically. And then well, we just fixing on coming. Well, they just didn't want to cancel the race, did they? They wanted to put on a show for the fans. And they probably knew from the weather reports that it was going to be the same, if not worse, for the next few hours. But they just wanted to force it by anyhow. As you know, the clock started at 2 p.m. our time. And it was supposed to end at 5 p.m. our time. But they actually wanted to force the race so much that they stopped the clock at 4 p.m. So that little hour slot could be started at any time. Then we got a report on Twitter saying, oh, yeah, it's going to start to cross past four, blah, blah, blah. Cool. So then he went out. He did the little Sunday Sunday afternoon drive, you know, waving to the fans, whatever, whatever. You know, obviously, Max the Crackhead is like, oh, yeah, everything's fine, you know, even though he's getting sprayed by the safety car. And then they stopped it. But in between all that, it was like a sitcom from the office, you know. I'm seeing Lando fall a kip. I'm seeing bloody Seven, an engineer from Aston Martin, and Mick, an engineer from... Um, has having two V2s, you know, I'm, I'm just seeing the drivers on Banter Lips are saying, oh, yeah, someone dropped a bomb in the toilet, it's going to haunt me flight or stuff like that. Like, you never see nothing like it, but fair, to play, fair play to the fans, to be fair, to staying out for that long, because me, personally, I would have just left after, like, the first half an hour, hour, like, be arse, getting damp feet and whatnot, just to, you know, get a safety car to that race, really. Um yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really criticize Massey too much for being eager to get the race started. But if you kind of knew the weather was going to be like that for the whole day, then you kind of wasted everyone's time. You probably should have just locked it off after the two hours, really. But yeah, I can't criticize Massey in that too much because at least they tried to put on a race. But at the end of the day, it didn't happen. So yeah, I think, I think Massey had a mare. 
I think FAA. I know you. I know Formula One and the FAA and so on cannot control the weather, but you have all these bespoke system weather forecasts. You can see where the rain is and so on and so on. You know what's happening. You saw what was happening in Q3. You need to have a preparation and a plan to say, okay, what would happen if this happens? Should we keep an eye on the rain? Should we possibly bring it forward, bring it a little bit earlier in the race so we can avoid the rain, at least start on a drier track? so on and so on. I don't think those precautions were taken into account. I feel like they didn't provide any clarity to any of the teams in terms of, okay, what are we doing here? I don't think they let the fans know, okay, this might possibly not happen or we're going to do two laps or three laps under a safety car and call it a day. And they didn't even provide that kind of clarity towards us as fans at home watching it. So for you, you are the person that, uh, governs and not governs but implements the rules and regulations of the FIA yeah, the you, sh- you, sh- you should know you should know as a race director the rules and regulations and yeah. what would happen at in this certain scenario and provide that to the rest of the teams um, yeah because you see the way the starting over the checker issue as well like they that, didn't know whether was allowed to come Everything in or was, not it's, un- what, it's up not? to interpretation it's up to interpretation that they're looking at rules and it's like oh we don't have a specific rule for this and it's like, how, how do we interpret it? Well, if he's coming, if he's just coming out of the garage and going around the grid, the race hasn't started then. How can you say he's in race condition? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Your your, your job as a um, as a director, Michael Massey, he's got the top gaffer job. He's, he's he's up there in terms of race director. You are supposed to be able to translate the, the FIA regulations in a clear and concise manner where everybody else could understand it. It might sound like they're very technical and so on and so on, but it needs to be understandable. You can't have somebody like the situation for our listeners, Perez cr- crashed early out and then um, he, they, uh, Red Bull basically told uh, Raikou Bassi, we're out of the race. Obviously, with all the delays and so on, my, uh, Red Bull were able to fix Perez's car and they were asking, can we re-enter the race? Michael Massey with Vim, the guy talks with Vim, said, nah, you can't do that. Turns out Red Bull already read the regulations and told him, yeah, we can do that, mate. And it turns out Michael Massey said, nah, okay, let me just check. And then he came back and said, nah, it's fine. So you can't be talking with him about a search situation when you're wrong. You're supposed to be the person that's supposed to tell the people the regulations. And you're supposed to know the regulations in that certain scenario. You can't just be telling people no and then the Red Bull guy knows more than you. That doesn't make any sense. This is where's the lack of where's the leadership here? Where they're supposed to look to you? I don't. I know you could tell on the radios. We heard a lot of FIA radio. They do not rate him. Yeah, I see it from the accounts. I said it. They don't rate Michael Massey at all. They just talk to him like he's a small boy. And I feel like it was always manipulation from Red Bull. I reckon they they called up to say, "Yo, we know Chacon can get back in this race, isn't it?" So Massey's like, "Oh, we're the Ferrari. Nah, no, we can't." Then they go, "Hang on." Article 6.5 or whatever says, no, no, he can. And he's like, oh, sh- um, let me talk to the stewards. I'll get back to you. Don't worry. He's like, yeah, you, you better. Next to the family, I say, yeah, check us allowed back in. I was like, hang on. You shouldn't do this from the jump, really, especially in these sorts of conditions. But yeah, you can tell none of the good bait, Massey, and he's just taken for a joke. He's just there as a placeholder. That's all he is. Really and truly, it's the, the teams who are running, you know, Formula One. It's not Michael Massey, because he can get jobs, as we can see clearly from Sunday. So, yeah, I think the FIA radio is getting a bit embarrassing now for them. It's like this isn't the first time that something's gone on, and now in a way they've been kind of showed up. Like we, you, you can, and you can just look back to all the things that's happened with the crashes in spots, not spots, sorry, in Hungary at Silverstone, and the way like mainly Christian Horner um, talks to him, and it's like. Yes, you're right. You're all right. He, they don't rate him at all. They don't rate him. And he's not... It, it's getting embarrassing. It's getting embarrassing because, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, it's a little broad a lot. It gets a little broad, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like... To be fair, it was a whole shit show. Let's, let's call it what it is. Like, from the start till the end... Teams didn't even know what was going on. Even Sky guy, even the guys on Sky were like, "So do we have thirty nine laps left? Do we have forty laps left?" 
if Checo joins, is he one lap down? Does he start from the pit? And Michael Mas, bruh, you see what, you know what, yeah? They need to, like, put the FIA radio on hold because he gets batted up a lot. On radio. He gets batted up. It's like, yo, we're going to do this. And it's like, no, you cannot do that. And they're like, no, we can't. Read the books. And then it's like, yeah, I'll get back to you on that. And then, nah. Yeah. Masias Marlow, man. Yeah. He's not He's not good you at know, his you job. Know, he's lying on his CV, brother. You know what's funny, yeah? He tries to be a bad man on the calls, right? It's like, he tries to be, he tries to be rude and like, he tries to be cocky. And then the guy from Red Bull just like, yeah, Michael, read the books. Or... He said, this ain't Lamans. Or you just hear... That's, that's world, violation. Or you hear... He's just a corner boy. He thinks he's run shit. That's yeah, all or you just, just, just hear... That's all he thinks he's a big man. That's all he He should be Wolf. on um, Raising Canaan. That power show doesn't should be on. He should be on that. Let uh, my oh. man Canaan tell him what to do. Yeah, that's what he should be on. Uh, you just man. hear Wolf tell him. Wolf, Wolf goes, yeah, I've sent you emails. Read your email. He's like, yo. I mean, I don't know, man. We, we, it's, it's been a build-up. It's been a build-up of inconsistencies on applying penalties. We've seen um, decisions being made that takes very, very long time. There needs to be like some clear and concise rules, whether it's him saying, okay, this regulation or rule doesn't work in real life. How about we change it to make it make sense? And it's, none of that has been fed back. And uh, I'm not seeing any improvements. I'm not seeing any leadership because, like you said, he's a corner boy. He's supposed to be running things. You think um, teams are uh, in other sports are telling the the governing body what to do? They already know what the rules are, and then they apply those and enforce them as, as and when necessary. For Masi you to have a, a set of rules and then not know how to enforce them, it's a big problem. Massy out, yeah. Tick tack, massy out. Tick tack, tick tack, tick tack. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna start flashing the lights. Oh dear! Oh my TikTok god! Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, hey. hey, for listeners, um, this man is flashing the light back and forth like he is um, on El Chilito. Um Absolute madman, uh, Richard. I've got a quote here. I'm gonna come to you, um, Kunle. Stefano, Stefano Domenicalo has stated commercial reasons was not connected with the FIA's decision to finish the race behind the safety car. Cap. 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 What is, what's your thoughts, Colin? Big cap. Big fucking cap. Why, why, do, why do a race, three lap race? This was the shortest race in Formula 1 history. It was. Three minutes, 27 seconds. You know three minutes, 27 seconds. That's the name you know of the Three minutes, 27 seconds. You know, we've had this, this shambles. There's extreme shambles. And there's like Hall of Fame shambles. Indiana, Indianapolis 2005. Hall of Fame shambles. The Michael, Michael Massey shit show of 2021 is going into the Hall of Fame shambles. 100%. Too. Definitely. Definitely. From, you know what, yeah. You know, Richard Richard said earlier, like, you know, they were trying to make the race happen, blah, blah, blah. But you could tell from the first aborted restart that this guy's no distance is not going to work. They were trying to find... This is F1, right? This is the most sophisticated... What I believe is the most sophisticated motorsport category of right now. You know? Hold all the best technology, all the best innovation, all of everything. I mean, we've got fucking AWS, even though price, yeah, superb, superb technology. Yeah, superb technology. You know, absolutely lovely. We, I love AWS in real life. In F one, maybe not, but we've got <laughs> AW, we've got AWS, right? And you're telling me that they could not tell from Friday evening that it was going to be a whitewashed Sunday. But they knew. They knew. Like they, we knew it from like from even before the uh practice started. It's gonna be a wet race. They've been saying it all week. It's gonna be a wet 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 race. Oh uh, sorry, wet wrecked what <laughs> hey, listen this guy this guy hey sorry um it might sound like a glitch on your headphones 
Like, it might sound like a DJ scratching. This gentleman can't say wet race. Uh, Lance can't say wet race. Wet race. It was a wet race. It was a wet race. is still on my system from the weekend, boy. Oh, God. Yeah, wet. It's all. Yeah. It was a wet race. They've been saying it all week. And. I'm sorry to the listeners. Yeah, sorry. Okay, they, they, they knew they knew the track was wet. Let's say that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, um, so they, and they have weather stations. All they have weather stations near the track, so they're gonna get live up to date features. They they have their own meteorolo- meteorological team and all of that. Why does the race go like they said? They saying there's an eighty percent chance or for, for for rain today. So on Monday, if they knew it was going to have an 80% chance of rain on Monday and they wouldn't still be able not to be able to run the race on the Monday, they would have obviously definitely knew they weren't be able to rain, run it on the Sunday. They, listen, it's, listen, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. We're going to run it. Listen, listen, listen. Let me do another quote, yeah, from uh, Mr. Dr. Helmut Marco. The organisers and the people in charge tried everything to get the race over the line so obligations were fulfilled. He would say that. They exactly. know. They know. They it. know they had to do free laps so they can get paid. Yeah. And you FIA know what, yeah, needed to get paid to Dr. say they would the not Dr. Helmut Marco would not have said that had somebody else not finished, had somebody else been on pole and finished first. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Helmut Marco knows as well. He, he knows. Says, everybody he knows. Says, Look, we heard quotes from everybody. Seb said it's a joke. Alonso said they're handing out points for free. Yeah, I actually want to get onto this, uh, Richard. I'm going to come to you. Yeah, wait. So, what do you, you think about that, the dis- sorry, oh, go on, We had everyone. Everyone said that, apart from one everybody person. said it's a... apart from one person jumping on the podium. I'm not speaking more. Like, Maximilian, oh, I'm not no, speaking more. No, 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 no. You know, <laughs> saying he, he, he did say he, he did say he would have rather got these points under better conditions. He did say he did, he wouldn't like to get the points like this, but I will, I will give it to him. He, he wasn't. He wasn't that shameless. Listen, listen, you can't get points for not racing. And that's what I wanted to speak to. Uh, I was going to ask Richard about. What do you think about the decision to award points? Half points, anyway. The last time we saw um, it was 2009. Yeah, uh, Malaysia 2009. Um, I think it's more the ruling. I'm more angry about rather than the implication of the rule. Because at the end of the day, you know, they do, they say, if you're on two laps, you get half points. Do 75% race distance, you get four points. So you think, oh, okay, right. Um, you do it on count back, then it counts as one lap, whatever, whatever, half points. It's funny because with sprint qualifying, we had half an hour race and only the top three got points. So why is in this circumstance we have, you can just do one Sunday drive lap, two Sunday drive laps and you get half points. The rule on that is deadly, deadly odd and it's deadly, deadly shit, really. And it needs changing. The, implement, the implication of it, implementing it, is not the issue. It's the rule there itself. Says in the rules, you run two laps, you get half points, you get a podium, all that shit, cool, whatever. You say it's for Gazy podium, for Gazy win, for Gazy race, absolutely cool. It's the implementation. It's, I can't even speak now. It's a mask. Um, it's the implication of the ruling. That is the main issue. Yes, there's a fast that a three minute, 27 second race means half points. If they change the rules to make it like 25% distance or 50% distance, then cool. That two sense. laps, no. That it does it doesn't make sense. They should have cancelled the race fully and just left it there. But obviously, yeah. as you said, sponsorship, you know, people at the top, maybe a bit of Red Bull, I don't know, um, pressure, whatever, whatever. They say, Oh, just do this quick two laps and then hand it out. As I said, no one was only apart from Williams and George, no one was particularly happy with getting half points or whatever, because they knew it was a force. Like, that's not racing. Like Al- you know, Al- Alpha Romeo and Alpine and Fury. Alfa Romeo and Alfino Fuhrer, human. Because they didn't even race, really battle. Even I mean, race. I think Ocon got points, didn't he? But obviously, but still, like Alfa yeah, Romeo, course, I think yeah. what Williams has got points now, two double double points for nothing. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course, you could say, oh yeah, on Saturday maybe you know they should be rewarded and whatnot. But people only send it because George got P two. That's what yeah, it is. If you lose or whatever season for that because of George. It's because of what yeah. George has been doing again into Q3, why everyone suddenly, why they've been slowly being trying to say, oh, maybe we should be starting handing out points on a Saturday. What? Yeah, that's that's what it is, isn't it? It's yeah, points, points don't happen on a Saturday. Yeah. Points don't yeah. happen on a Saturday. We know that for a reason. And I feel like the points being awarded on Sunday was basically points getting awarded on a Saturday. 
We yeah. we don't. Yeah. You should be rewarded for racing, not qualifying. I'm sorry. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't even like oh to say you know what they actually race. They were behind a safety car, so you can't even overtake. Obviously, unless yeah. like something yeah, yeah. happens in which then someone passes you, then you can't go overtake that way. But as far as you're concerned, you do two laps behind a safety car. That's it. It's just a procession. It's just a procession. They went. They showed everyone the cars. Everyone waved, and that was it. There's nothing there. At least if you said, all right, they had two laps and it was just two laps of racing, no safety car. I could even I could even understand that bit more if they got points for that. Because at least there's chances for people to overtake. You can overtake in the first two laps. If you don't, that's too bad. That's too bad. You At least you earn your points that way. But this was just what you did on Saturday and then everyone's going to run in the ring. You say, you wave to the fans and that's it. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Yeah, no. Let me just give some final thoughts on this on the on the on this so-called race. I think it's um a really poor advertisement for F1 considering all the good work they've done, especially last year, actually putting races up in such extreme conditions with all the COVID and go on. This is like a massive step backwards. Um I think they're probably gonna lose a lot of fans because of the how, the way they handled it as well. Um it just seems like like everybody said it's a fast. Lewis said it's a fast, this is all a fast. I don't know why we went through all of that. It's, we've we've had a long period of time where it's not been embarrassing and now it, it's turning its ugly head again where the FIA is embarrassing themselves and embarrassing the sport. So um, I think considering even the long wait that we had during the summer break and all the anticipation building up for Spa, it's been a bit of a, like, uh, a dampener to all of that, but hopefully um, we can turn things around. And do you want, just to sum up the race, all we got out of this race, this so-called race, was memes and Mazepin fastest lap, which are absolute disgrace. That's I mean, on the record. Does that, does that really mean anything in the grand scheme of things? That's it's in the record books, man. It, it, doesn't doesn't mean the race, it, it doesn't mean anything, really. Yeah, to us, it things. doesn't. But if we check history books, it's going to be there now. You know, you know what the most shameless yeah. thing that happened this weekend was? Go on. The has to be. Oh, when they said this, oh, uh, yeah. that's, oh, that's, that's a disgusting tweet. That made the streets will never forget. Hey, listen, I reported the tweet. That made me. This sick. can't be my sport. This can't. That be made me sick. This is just this can't be my that. I slightly rate that still. I slightly rate that. Made me laugh still. Okay, so we'll wrap up with the race there. We've got a special segment today. There was a tweet taken out on the account by a certain member of Pitstop Fracker. Um, he shall not be named just yet, the defendant. Um, I'll read out the tweet just for listeners so they can listen and hear what was quoted. Um, can't lie, Lewis's tyre management this season has been subpar. Probably all the chasing he's been doing behind the RB. Um, it, it, was, it was an anonymous tweet. There was no like name on it or anything like that. But after foreign internal investigations, we found out um, it was Mark's. Marks, you are now in court regarding this tweet. Um, I'm I'm not gonna let you speak first. We're gonna we're gonna get the prosecution to have a word about this. Firstly, Richard, what did you think of this tweet? Is it cap? What what, what is this gentleman talking about? What is Marks talking about right now? Boy, it's a big cap. Colossal big cap. cap. I want I want from Marks three examples where Lewis Attire management has been questionable this season off the top of the dome. No Google, no. Wikipedia, no nothing. No Twitter, no nothing. Top of the dome. If you're really bad like that, tell us. I could, I could tell you Monaco. I think Monaco. I think he's poor. For me, yeah. I can't a bit, your, your volume is a bit low still. Yeah, you know? yeah, I don't know whether the volume is low on the mic or you just you know, like on down and volume. Hold the mic up, yeah? Hold the mic up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 no, we need to hear that. We need to hear that. I said Monaco. Monaco, I don't think you particularly did that well with the tyres. Um, one the Austrias, one the Austrias where he was. John, brother, tell us. Don't say there was two of them, us. brother. I know there's mm. two of them. Tell us which one, Styria. Mm? Was Styria? I can't remember when he was, when he was battling with Lando. Oh, we can't remember. Oh, mad, mad. Can't remember. But it's it. You know oh, so is, so yeah. you're tweeting these things that mm. you don't know. You have no evidence. Mm. No, the so-called uh, Lewis Hamilton stand. I've got a rebuttal to Monaco, by the way, because I'm not, I'm not taking Monaco. Oh, we're going to let you know what? I'm just seeing uncharacteristic things from Lewis that I'm not used to seeing. That's what I'm saying. 
that's all I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not saying that Lewis is, I know, I, I think what people uh, are misunderstanding what I said was that I'm saying Lewis's time management has been bad. I just don't think it's been at his usual standard. I think he used to be able to do longer stints in, um, on tyres that we would think, right, is he actually doing that? But I don't feel like he's still he's getting the tyres. Maybe it's because of the tyres. Maybe it's because the tyres are absolute, absolute crap. But I don't feel like he's getting the best out of tyres. And even like, I will say something else now, in wet conditions. I was kind of surprised. But I mean, he did well in Q3 to get that, um, that uh, few tenths off, off, off George. But Lewis in wet this year hasn't been, it's been uncharacteristic. I don't want to say he hasn't been good, but it's been uncharacteristic. I think we're seeing a lot of uncharacteristic things from Lewis, like he, the amount of mistakes he's made this season, the um, the him being in wet conditions. I like everyone was so confident that oh, you know what, it's, we're going to have a wet race. Lewis is going to win this then, but I wasn't confident of that, and it's weird because I've been confident about like him winning the championship all year, but there's little things that I'm not confident in him anymore, like. When it comes down to the like the wet, especially like now wet races as well, this is the second time where I don't feel like he's performed in wet conditions. Obviously, he obviously wasn't able to do it in the race, and he might have been able to perform in the race on the Sunday had we had the race. But I still think Quali he could have done a little bit better. I think the fact that Max got a faster time was kind of surprising to me. I can't lie. Um, Track maybe evolution. the Red Bull is just a lot of better. Maybe the Red Bull is just has a much better package. Track but, evolution. Huh? Track evolution. Track evolution, yeah. But I feel like I've seen uncharacteristic things from Lewis this season that I haven't seen before. Does not mean he's not still not the GOAT. I'm just pointing out a few things. I'm not really trying to say Lewis's time management is bad. Like, I think people think I was saying Bias's one was better, which I was not. I was just saying I don't think it's been to the usual standard. And maybe I should word the tweet better next time. That has yeah, been should. to the usual standard of what I expect from Lewis. I, I have high expectations from Lewis, the highest on the grid. Judge Mahad, hang, hang on one second. One second, Judge Mahad. Yeah. So, Mars, why did you say it's because of um, he was running around chasing the RB all season? But what do you mean been, by that? He's been what chasing the Red Bull. I mean, all right, yeah, he's won, he's won a few races, but the Red Bull's been quicker in a lot more races, and he has been chasing the Red Bull. Like, um, Styria, Austria, France. He was chasing the Red Bull. Look, remember when Max? I the only time that we've seen like an amazing performance from Mercedes was was it Barcelona where they pitted and then he got was it the undercut and then he just managed to beat Max came um, after the second pit stop. All right, yeah, and he's got that is one good. The only time I'll say we've seen that something. There was actually another one, exceptional one. Portugal. The driver. Um, Hungara ring. That was also a good performance from Lewis. Portugal? Huh? Portugal? Portugal. Portugal? Portugal, he made a mistake again. He won. Huh? But he still made he a won. mistake. He almost lost it. He almost lost it because he made a silly mistake. And had and Max wasn't even in Portugal. Had Max been there, Max would have probably won that. No lie. And we know that's what would have happened. We know that would have happened. He, it's just because everyone else is so far behind him that he was allowed to make that mistake and still recover from it. But we've seen uncharacteristic from Lewis this year. Go on. I want Kunle to cross um, The allegations are, I call. What was that tweet again? What was that? Sorry, can you read that tweet again, Mad? No, no worries, no worries. Um, I'll read it. Can't yeah. lie, Lewis's tyre management this season has been subpar. Probably all the chasing he's been doing behind the RB. Can't lie. First of all, you lied. Yeah, that's the first problem. You lied. Can't lie. I mean, you, you, when a man starts a tweet, we saying can't lie. He's definitely lying. Let's just put it out there. He's lying. One hundred. You lied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say it's so par, what, what, what's the what's the par level? What are we comparing to? to are you comparing? Remember the, the, what you quoted. What you quoted was comparison to boss. Yeah, I and understand that. I understand that. Yeah, but even I me think... as the even me as the biggest probably the largest. I don't, I don't AWS stats as much as you do. But even me as the largest aid and um, bottas defender would tell you, bottas on his tires this year, all time, 
ever since I've been watching him in Formula One, has been trash. Yeah, but I also yeah. think this season, this season, he's been hard done by retires. No, no, yeah, but I, I agree. I agree. It might have been he on. Has. He might. He might. Just maybe. Think he had all he has. Yeah, maybe. He has. Maybe. Walk on in front. Huh? Walk on in front. The tires. He told them to pit. He told them it's going to be a two stopper. They didn't listen to him. I agree. Okay. I agree with you. But then, if they didn't pit, you know, it wasn't just Bottas that was outdone in France, by the way, because know, you know. know, Max Max came. He took Bottas, then he took Lewis. Lewis was just a bit ahead of Perez. If there was like two more laps, Perez gets Lewis as well. Yeah. So it wasn't just Bottas that was out. That was, you know, you mentioned Monaco. Last I remember about Monaco was that um, Mercedes messed that up. No? For Bottas. For Lewis. And, and for Lewis. They pitted him first Lewis. before anybody. Don't forget. Don't forget. He was, um, he was, was it not? Um, it was meant to be behind Gasly, but ahead of Seb. And instead of doing the overcut, they did the undercut. And Seb jumped him and Gasly. And yeah. it's Monaco, even if you have a rocket ship. Yeah, I, 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 process- I, don't, I don't expect him to overtake in Monaco. I'm just saying, I just. Like it's a procession, a- right? It's yeah. a procession race. So that's like, if you've not been able to give. How many races have we had this year? 10 races? It's 12. 12. You've, and you've not been able to... I said... You've not been able to... No, 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 yeah, but says that all the time. He says that yeah, but the he's done that this year, no? Because he's the best tire manager. Because he's the best one with the tires. Him and Perez are the best tire managers. Perez is better, yeah, but yeah. Perez, Perez, Perez seems better because he's been in a flipping no, thing. When, when Perez did 50 laps, I was still basically like top five. You know, let's make a judgment. Uh, Marks, any final words before we make a judgment? No, I, I said what I had to say in it. You said what you said. You said, I said, I said what I had to say, and then I've explained it here now. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. Richard, is he is he guilty of shit takes? Hella guilty. Put <laughs> that Donnie in jail. Kunle, is he guilty of shit takes? If you're watching this on YouTube. Cook this man in the odd. Cook this man in the comments. You can see we'll, as well. You know, we'll, put his, his, we'll put his eye in the tweet. Mars the chef when he's getting tw- cooked. Make it make sense. His, his Twitter is there. His Twitter is there. Go on his Twitter. Go cook this man. You know, boil him past boiling point. <laughs> Let it cook. Like you know, I want you to cook this man because, like, firstly, a man starts a tweet where he can't lie. It's guilty. It's guilty of two counts. One count. One count of lying. I won't count of sleep takery. <laughs> it's guilty on both counts. Oh, okay. Oh. I'll give him my one. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad take. Um, just hold that L, man. You know. Um, yeah. we'll, oh, we'll, we'll we'll be back though. We'll be back with people in court. Marx is the first, but we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah. I had, um, I had to out him on that tweet still before people thought it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to stress me. I was all, I was like, this ain't me. This ain't like, me. Not, not me. Um, before we go. Um, We'll just do some uh, Dutch GP predictions. Uh, I'll come to you first, Richard. Uh, what's your podium? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, I was going to say qualifying as well. Um, I think Max on pole, but Lewis to get one honor. In a, mm. Yeah. I would, as maybe. I said, yeah, Max, Max P2 and Norris, little redemption on P3. Okay, that sounds that sounds like it's realistic. Uh, Max, what's your prediction? I want Mourinho level shamelessness from Lewis when he wins a hundredth step, bro. That's it. That's all I want. You only I want, want um, Lewis win. That's it. This, I want. I want this. I want Lewis doing this to the crowd when, when he wins hundred. <laughs> He's gonna be rained with booze. Come on, I I I I inject in my veins. I, I really want him to get hundred there, man. And it's about time he gets a hundred. This, yeah. Just I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Um, second and third. Second and third. Uh, Max and Perez. Okay, 
Uh, Kunle, predictions? Yeah, I want I want 100. I want 100, you know. I want cop, you know, standing in front of the cop, Kai Avat celebration, you know, I can't hear you. I need it loud. Oof. Bring it loud, like, you know, that stuff. Dutch tears, you know, you know, let's smoke, let's smoke on that, let's smoke on that one, you know, let's go down, let's go down after the race. And <laughs> <laughs> listen, we we hope, and we hope next week when we're doing the pod, we are celebrating Lewis's 100. Um, but that's all we got time for. Yeah, remember, follow us on the Twitter at Pitstop Fracker, like and subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. We always love your comments on the YouTube videos. At us, use the hashtag PitstopFracker. If you listen to this, let us know your thoughts. And we will be back next week with our review of the Dutch GP. Peace. Bow. Bow. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.